0: Hello, everybody out there in podcast land. My name is Patrick Brasson. I'm the founder, creator, organizer, glamorizer behind Wow Man. Hopefully you're already familiar if you're listening uh, to this podcast with Wow Man. However, if you're not, I shall introduce you to what I do. So I'm based in Manchester in the UK, and I run a dressing service that helps feminize, glamorize, and beautify people. So uh, I have a whole range of different clients all across the gender spectrum, transgender neutral, non-binary, cross-dressers, transvestites, whatever kind of term you want to use or you associate with yourself, I will embrace you with big, warm, open arms and I will make you look friggin' awesome. Um, (laughs) That's basically what I do. So I, I, essentially it's, I do hair, makeup, clothing, styling, and photography and people come down to me and I make them look sexy as all hell. Or alternatively, um, we just have a laugh and sit and have a coffee while looking shit hot and basically this podcast is designed to be a little bit of an extra an insider look into the innings and outings the comings and goings of Wowmen. Uh, I hope and I intend to introduce you to a lot of my fabulous clients and friends through this podcast. Uh, We're going to have a bit of a chat with some different people and also been really lucky to film a little uh, online YouTube series recently. And my first guest is actually someone who collaborated on that with me, Lexi Royal. Um, I'm really looking forward to having a chat with her. She's a wonderful, fabulous person. I highly recommend you go and check out her social media. It is just at Lexi Royal, E X I Atla um, and uh, join in the absolute love. Send her some love. Um, I'm sure you already have, anyway. But let's let's without further ado, get this podcast started.
1: So I am Lexi Royal. I Yay. I like it. I like pink, basically. So I like pink and Dr Pepper. That's basically what my my gist is. <laughs> <laughs> the two is yeah. Yeah. Exactly. The best guy. Kind the of, best kind of people like Dr
0: Pepper. I love Dr Pepper. It's literally it's one of my favorite favorite like. Soda like drinks, like fizzy drinks, and no one usually really ever does like Dr. Pepper.
1: It's my vice. So, like, I don't really, I don't smoke. I don't really drink. I don't do anything like that. But, like, what my biggest problem is, is, like, I go through so much, like, like fizzy drinks. It's typically Dr. Pepper as well. A large chunk of my, I'm really ashamed to admit this, but a large chunk of my student loan has gone to Dr. Pepper. What you're telling us,
0: you've got, like, a big crate of, like, 40 cans underneath your bed currently.
1: More like two, like, two litre bottles. But, yeah.
0: Wow. (laughs) I'm really bad. This is a big question, a big debate I find between people. Do you prefer drinking from a bottle or a can, um, or a tin, I, as I always call it? But people laugh at me for calling it a tin.
1: It it doesn't really it doesn't really kind of bother me to be honest. So it's long, as long as it, as long as it's cold, as long as it's yeah. kind of like cool, I I'm okay with. Um, with anything, which is weird because like I'm so typically fussy with like food and stuff, but with drinks I'm like, eh, as long as it's cold, just give it to me. Yeah, yeah. I'm well, fussy. I mean that's
0: important, isn't it? Yeah. You want to make sure your drink is cold. I always prefer drinking fizzy drinks out of a can. Um, and I don't like drinking them out of a bottle, especially those big two liter <laughs> bottles. I can't I don't like drinking them. Anyway. Mm, Um, So today, guys, we're going to have a bit of a chat about all things, all things fun, colourful, cross-dressing, gender fluidity, all sorts of stuff. But before we do that, um, we're going to have a little bit of a play with Lexi, and I'm going to introduce you to my section called Getting to Know You. Getting to know you, getting to know all about you. (laughs) so in getting to know you uh basically rather than asking boring stupid normal questions i've got i've pulled a bunch of questions off the internet which are basically like um the website's called 100 questions to ask someone to get to know them (laughs) and they're really just simple questions and i'm going to throw some at you i think i kind of want to answer some of them as well so if you if you're stuck for an answer um I'll, I'll try and answer them you as well can, so the first like, question
1: answer it first if you want so you can ask me the question and then like you can go, what my favorite is and i'll give my answer Let's get okay yeah
0: i like that so i'll answer the question first then and then uh maybe you can answer i feel on depression now because i don't know what my answer is gonna be oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, do, <laughs> I, I know for the first one actually okay so my first question for you Lexi royal is who is your hero um so while you think about that my hero uh this is dead cheesy my hero is actually my mum Um, My mum has played such a big part in my life. Um, Obviously, as everybody's, well, I guess not everybody's mums, but my mum definitely has. And she's a very hardworking, uh, very caring, loving person. She works as a counsellor, my mum. And she actually, she works specifically with people who've suffered sexual abuse. Oh, this podcast is getting off to such a light and airy tune already. (laughs) Sexual abuse. Um, And um, she, basically, she spends her life changing people's lives and having these life-changing moments with people and I think it's incredible and she has so much stuff to deal with herself and the fact that she can then go to work and listen to five six people a day talking about this horrific abuse they've suffered and then also still be such a caring wonderful person I just I think she's fabulous I think she's amazing she is my hero she's also the campest person you'll ever meet in your entire life <laughs> oh and, so and no, she really is like she has these lamps in her living room that we refer to as the drag queen drag queen lamps because oh they're God. they're like if you imagine like antique lamps with um like a fabric lampshade but they have yellow like canary yellow feathers all around the sides of them <laughs> what do you, and, i like it yeah oh no honestly they're fab as like, if only they were pink
1: yeah, yeah. To be fair. <laughs> so, Lexi, like, so who's your hero? So, like, as cheesy as it is, I've got to like kind of go with your answer. To be honest, I'm, I'm gonna pick um, like my mum. Generally, oh, she's, I love that. she's my hero because she's genuinely always been inc- oh, so supportive of me growing mm. up. Like, so I got like immensely bullied in school. Um, my so oh, my parents ended up getting divorced um, uh-huh. at a very young age, and it it was. My dad and my stepmom, they always tried to do right by me, but they kind of tried giving me tough love. And it, tough love doesn't work when I can just walk away from the situation and have whatever I kind of want, if you know what I mean.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, so, but my mum has always been incredibly supportive. I have done some cringy things and had some cringy phases in the past in my youth and she has been oh, completely supportive.
0: So, <laughs> you need to elaborate on the cringy what, right. on the cringy
1: things of the past. So one of the reasons I ended up getting so heavily bullied in school was because I wanted to be a street dancer.
0: Okay, fabulous. So,
1: like, the origins of this is, and this is so, like, I really hate... There's a part of that's like, well, past Lexi kind of deserved it, to be honest, for wanting to be this. But, like, so it was in 2008... Someone called George Sampson won oh, got Talent.
0: Is, I literally had this conversation with someone the other day. This is so funny. <laughs> right, go ahead.
1: Yeah, George Sampson won, and it's like I have an odd habit with competing with people who don't know I exist. <laughs> so I was like, oh, I can do that. I'll, I'll, I'll become a street dancer. Um, and I started posting to YouTube, and then people found it. And because I was young, I didn't quite know how to deal. With, and I because like, uh-huh. I was young, I didn't quite know who I was. I didn't, mm. um, I didn't accept myself. So the criticism really got to me, and I got mocked mercilessly. Um, and it just sort of really, um, people would call me, um, gay, all sorts of awful names on a regular basis. Um, just cause I kind of wanted to do this thing, which I, at the time I thought made me happy, but it, it didn't, I think I was just sort to look for something for me to do.
0: Yeah. 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 Um, but, she, but your mom supported you through the, through the George Sampson era. <laughs> the George
1: Sampson. <laughs> literally it. Yeah. The George Sampson. She always supported me through that and something which I... She has been overwhelmingly supportive with the cross-dressing thing. She loves it. Like she, has abs- she has been. So some things that she does, which kind of makes me cringe a little bit, but I love it at the same time. So she goes around telling all like. All of the family that. are, first of all, I'm at university now, which is amazing, and also that I cross-dress. and she's telling like, these, these like eighty-year-old people this, and then oh, that's so wonderful. And but the, the thing is, it's I feel so incredibly lucky because mm-hmm. my entire family, even the really older ones who don't quite get it, they they're completely accepting of it. They're like, oh yeah. well, if that's what um, they're doing to make them happy. Uh, and they look really good. So yeah, that's great, that's amazing. Oh, you need to get them to come come do you need to get them to come do my makeup sometime is the repeated thing that many older <laughs> family members have said about me. And I'm like, oh that's
0: uh, hopefully the older uh, the
1: older gents as well. Uh, that, there's, not, there's not many older gents left in my family, which oh, is okay. Um but yeah, it's so it's it's so nice. My mum's always been I've always had an exceptionally close relationship with mum. So it's like mm-hmm. it's typically it's quite ironic, really, because typically the people who are close to their mum, it's normally the, um, it's the, the daughters who normally have a close relationship. But yeah, my yeah. sisters, um, oh God, I feel How bad. How many sisters do you have? So two, they're technically, they're technically stepsisters because we don't share the same dad, but just, uh-huh. I grew up in the same house with them. So we always uh, say same. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's, me and my mum always had a very open relationship. As a result of this, we've always been very close. Like I have never, you know, when like growing up, you always have that rebellious phase Yes, <laughs> I, ne- <laughs> I never had that because my mum, she like from a young age, she, young age, she taught me right from wrong and not to steal and not to be cruel and all that kind of other stuff. But like once I kind of reached that age, she just sort of said, "I'm not going to stop you from doing things, from going out drinking and stuff like that, or if you want to smoke, just tell me mm-hmm. and I'll let you smoke here." Just, oh, yeah, she was like, "If be upfront with me about what you're doing, and then yeah. and I'll be fine with it." And as a result, I was. So if I kind of wanted to go <laughs> out, like go to like a party drinking at 16, um, I told her, and after this is what I'm doing and she yeah. was like that's fine um that's fine and she never oh, judged yeah. me for it and she was always uh-huh. really really um accepting and as a was we would just always really stay close and it's like I'll listen to her problems as well and like help her yeah. solve things so something that my mum has done recently is she's quit smoking and she kind of like came to me for advice on like how best can I tackle it and like for general kind of motivation because so it's she um she smoked for like 40 years not because she was addicted or anything but just sort of mm-hmm. out of habit she's a real creature of habit So she'll smoke just because when she wakes up in the morning, she was used to doing that. When Mm -hmm. we, um, had my, um, when we still had a dog, um, and it, my dog was really sick and it was, she was approaching the end of her life, bless her. Um, my mum had to let her out, like to go to the toilet a lot more, but every time Mm -hmm. she let her out to the toilet, my mum would have a cig.
0: Cigarette, yeah. Yeah. Um,
1: yeah. But now there's no kind of reason. My mom was just vaping instead, and it's just like so much yeah. more convenient. And she was like, "Oh, I want to stop drinking too." And I was like, "Okay, one at a yeah. time, and you can just start of slowly cut it down. <laughs> it's like you don't have to like bring the world to its knees just yet. You can just, yeah. you know what I mean? So, but I, I love the it. So,
0: you've been, you you've been um, a rock for her then through her her smoking quitting.
1: I've been a rock for her just in general, kind of in life. There's been so I many things. Life. So um, I think two two years ago, my grandma um, passed away. She ended up having a brain tumor. and oh God. Um, no one else was really that kind of supportive um, mm-hmm. in my family. To my mom, because my mom is just, everyone just sees her as this superhero. Can, like, just deal, and she is, but she's a human too, you know what yeah. I mean? It's like these, yes, and the other people in my family just sort of say, oh, I'll just get women um, to look after the kids to do this, to deal with this. And it's like, no, it's sort of like you can't, you, you need to kind of listen, you know, you mm-hmm. need to be there for mum as well. Yeah. And I've kind of been there and like, I've just, um, it's like sometimes like if I hear a kind of, shouldn't do this as much now. But, like, if I hear her kind of get up in the night and I hear her downstairs, I'll go downstairs to check on her and say, is everything okay? It's yeah. normally just, oh, I'm just hungry. But <laughs> I, I just want to make sure, you know what I mean? So it's like...
0: Yeah. Oh, um, that's so wonderful.
1: She's been a big part of my uh, me getting as much confidence as I have for cross um, for wrestling as well. So it's like mm-hmm. she takes... A lot of honor in little things. I asked her like to help me sort of wig out once, kind of, and she got mm-hmm. all excited and she felt really honored by it. And I was
0: like, "Oh, that's so sweet." Oh. Honestly, I think you're so lucky to have that, have that gorgeous relationship with your mom. How old is your mom? I have interest.
1: She I know you is. Should never ask
0: a woman how old she is, but
1: she is uh, fifty
0: four. Oh gosh. Okay.
1: So um, she doesn't look it though, she, which is mm-hmm. something that um, she's always. she's always been very conscious about her parents, but mm-hmm. she looks like she's in um,
0: her early forties. Oh yeah, I bet she's gorgeous.
1: She is. She's my mum. She likes your oils mum,
0: she is. Exactly, that's (laughs) what I'm thinking. Exactly. Um, Oh, that's lovely. I think she definitely sounds like she'd be my hero as well if she was my mum. She sounds like an incredible person. Thank you. Right, well, that leads us on to our next question. What is your biggest fear? Now, everybody laughs at me about this and um, I guess I have lots of biggest fears, but my thing is that I'm probably the scared of the most. I'm fucking shit scared of sloths. (laughs) really I, sloths why i absolutely hate them i i think they're horrible i think they're they're ugly i think they're creepy as all hell their hands i'm actually getting shivers thinking about it oh my god <laughs> and i really 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 don't like them and it's it's horrible because everybody thinks they're the cutest thing ever so people get like mugs with them on i don't mind like the teddy bears because the teddy bears don't really look like them and they're cute like when people get like small, like, and they have them on their bed because they think it's funny to have like a sloth in their bed. Um, <laughs> but I'm terrified of sloths and I have been for so long now. But I'm quite proud of myself because I went to a zoo for my birthday um, this year and they had a sloth. And I spent the entire day stressing out about that there was a sloth while I was there. And then eventually we we got to, and, I was, and my family was like, right, okay, well, we're we'll getting close to the enclosure where the sloth is now. And I thought, do you know what, saw it? I'm, I'm going to go and I'm going to have a look at it and obviously we get to it, and it's a fucking walk-in enclosure where you actually get inside and you can cuddle the sloth oh laugh. my god <laughs> I'm getting shivers thinking about it And um, and it was also shared in the same bit you first of all you go in and there's bats in the first bit and I love bats I think they're really cute so, so I was like, all right, well, we'll go in and we'll go in and we'll go into the back bit. And we will go into the back bit. And I sort of like gingerly edged my way into this enclosure with bats. And I said, okay, right, there's the bats. Thank you. And then the next bit is there's the sloth. So my family went in ahead to go and find out what it was like. Said, okay. So you go in and it's like above the path. Oh, so, oh God. I, and I said, can you please like, and uh, there's a woman in there who sort of like, obviously is keeping an eye making sure that, I don't know, it didn't like claw your eye out or something. (laughs) The
1: sloth tamer.
0: Yes, literally. Oh God, (laughs) what a job. (laughs) And um, I'm actually shivering thinking about this. And um, so basically I went in and I ran through like the other side. So I, I went underneath a sloth. So I'm very, very proud of myself for kind of, I don't think I've conquered my fear. I still don't like to see them. I don't like to really like know about them. And uh, my friends will think it's very funny to send me pictures of them. So please, if you're listening to this podcast, don't send me a picture of a sloth <laughs> because I will block you. Um, but yeah, <laughs> that's my biggest fear. I guess I have lots of fears in life that aren't like physical objects or things or stuff like that. But I, I definitely think if it was like a physical thing, it would be a sloth. It or never... or it used to be oranges, but that's another story. Oranges? Yeah, yeah.
1: Oh, I, I've love. conquered
0: that fear. Oh, you've, you've overcome it. <laughs> <laughs> I've overcome that. That was like my teenage fear. Oh, God.
1: What the hell? That's an interesting one, though. I've never, I've genuinely, I've never heard that before. I can kind of understand, though. Like, I kind of, so I'm not a big fan of sloths myself. Not scared of them, but um, I'm not good. a big fan of but, them.
0: But everyone thinks they're the cutest thing ever and that they're lovely and fun and cuddly. Sorry, have you seen their toenails? Yeah, I know. They're like 10 inches long they yeah so i don't they like move sloths. really slowly it's really upsetting like
1: really yeah kind of scarily almost like a horror <laughs> yeah. thing yeah i don't like sloth because when when i was younger and um, one of the names i got picked on what well, i got called was sid the sloth
0: oh my god no it gets even worse <laughs>
1: yeah i know i know right and it's like how how incredibly
0: rude of you yeah. <laughs> to
1: call me that so um that's
0: interesting now um, so lex what's your biggest fear then
1: uh, okay, so this is something. It's not. It's weird. Like, as I've got older, like, there's nothing kind of really physical, like a physical kind of object or an animal mm-hmm. or something like that, that kind of like terrifies me. It's more for something that does terrify me is for me to ever. And that, I don't know if this really counts as a fear. So, when I was younger, when I got bullied, I was a complete social outcast. Uh-huh. And I am terrified of being that level of social outcast again, where I'm just everyone hates me and everyone sort of gives me that kind of like evil slant-eyed look when they look at me Mm -hmm. um for me to be like a complete like an outcast which is weird now because like i'm in a position now where i don't care what other people think so it's like big therefore can't be a social outcast but it's just
0: yeah
1: i think for me to experience those kind of feelings again where like i feel um like kind of like worthless and and stuff like that that and I, I always joke when I say, what's my biggest fear? Responsibility is something I like to joke about. <laughs> it's mad because I'm at uni. But um, I think it's just sort of like going back to like how things were, like when I was in year eight, to be yeah. honest, when I, I was, can, yeah.
0: Having a traumatic like teenage year and like childhood like that is, is never fun for anyone. And I can, I can definitely, that really resonates with me as well. I can definitely appreciate like the, the thought of sort of going back to that stage where you are, like you say, a social outcast. I don't think anyone really would ever want that. But you're right, you're, that's never going to happen. But I, I guess that's the nature of fears, isn't it? It's A lot of the times it's things that aren't ever going to happen. Like Realistically, you're not going to... Like I'm, I have a, a mild fear of flying. I'm probably not going to crash in a plane, you know, but I'm scared of it. Um, oh, yeah, I get that, yeah. And, like kind of
1: a little bit irrational, aren't they, what fears are?
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Next question, please. Um, okay. Oh, this is, so on the next question, uh, this is quite a fun one, actually, it it leads on to quite an interesting thing for me as well. So the next, so the next question is what was the last book you read? Do you read books? Um,
1: I read manga, but like I read, a well, like for something to do with an assessment, (laughs) I read a book then, but, um, so does manga count? Like the the Japanese yeah, kind of, of books course. Thing. Oh well yeah, and yeah. then I, kinda, I read that. And then if it was actual wordy word books, then I um yeah, I had I I read a book on um film and cinematography British film and cinematography it wasn't oh, okay I wouldn't recommend. And how was it. that how I did you find that I wouldn't recommend it <laughs> <laughs> I got the reference I needed but like I, I wouldn't recommend it as something that, that the average person would <laughs> read.
0: <laughs> yeah oh God, the, gone are the days of um, having to find references I don't I don't envy you at all and uh, for those of you who hadn't Uh, have we mentioned it already that you're at university
1: oh have we I don't don't know yeah
0: well Lexi is at university currently and what are you studying at the moment Lex
1: so I sadly I'm having to do this tutorial for university so I'm having to do a year in liberal arts before eventually moving on to media and film studies which I'm excited for
0: yeah no it should be fabulous Um, so I actually read a really cool book recently Uh, it's called uh, it's by Grayson Perry have you heard of Grayson Perry before the name rings a bell so Grayson Perry is um he's an artist um and he's uh, self-described uh, transvestite and you you probably will have seen him on TV at some time at some point he's he's, he's been in the, uh, especially British media quite a lot and has uh, to describe his look I think you'd quite like it but it's it's more it's very very colorful very bright but he's always made himself look I was listening to a podcast with him the other day and he said that whenever he goes to students to design clothes um he says i want to walk out of the house and have to take a deep breath when i leave the house oh huh. so um like the if you ever see pictures of him you'll know exactly what i mean that he will have big like big huge pink like crazy out there outfits he do his hair like a little dolly and he always looks really wacky um, and he does really, really amazing art as well. But uh, gender and um, and masculinity is something that really interests him and obviously it interests me quite a lot as well. And he has a book called Descent of Man. It's actually quite a short book, which appealed to me greatly because I'm not very good at reading. Um, has read a mood.
1: <laughs> oh, um, okay.
0: No, I read it a couple of weeks. It's, it's fascinating. I would really, really recommend it, um, especially to any of, my, of our listeners. I'm, I, I can imagine that it would be a topic that they would find interesting, basically all about how um masculinity is the root of all evil <laughs> in um in this world and um i will i will leave uh his words um to explain a little bit more growing up with rather bad male role models i always questioned masculinity and you look at your you know look at one of your programs one of the news programs what is it men behaving badly most of the troubles of the world are men's business yeah. and and so you know masculinity is mainly conditioning it's not innate mm. and so i th- i'm just trying to bring awareness to what it is masculinity and then maybe say we could change it and it mm. might be better mm. off for you because half the victims mm. of masculinity are men
1: that piques my interest because that's so as for one of the big assessments at the start of next year that i that i could be working on now but i'm not going to um we have to kind of find one that's like one non-academic source. And this is for the, well, my case study is going to be on gender. So that's, I might actually
0: have to. Oh, definitely. I don't he, know. he did a documentary with, I think BBC might be wrong. Might be channel four. Um, What's it called? I, I can't remember, but again, it was, it was about the same kind of topic. And I guess he wrote the book after the filming that, because there's a couple of different references that he, that he makes to it um but you can watch that it's all on youtube and uh, he goes to like um quite poor areas actually he goes to quite a few different areas uh, the, the first episode he goes to a, a quite poor area and then he goes and he speaks to like investment bankers and people all about masculinity and then he makes a piece of art about all of that Ooh, okay um, and, and it, it's fascinating mm. it, uh, He he's he's quite quite the quite the chat it sounds uh, uh, it generally sounds yeah. interesting yeah, yeah definitely so tell me about some of the manga you read then
1: um, so it's, I am not as big of a manga fan as I once was, but I have, so my favorite anime, um, of all time and manga therefore as well is something called Steins Gate. I love talking okay. about this so, so much. So Steins Gate is about essentially a bunch of uni students accidentally discovering time travel. Um, they oh, have, nice. they have a, so this isn't really a spoiler because it's introduced in like, the first episode. So yeah. it's, they have a microwave, which they can send text messages back in time a certain amount of time. Okay. Um and then like that kind of develops and there's consequences to this and things start happening and then oh it's just so it's it's a manga and an anime which I would describe and it's on Netflix as well and it's dubbed and the dubbed is good it's amazing um, for once an anime having a good, um, dub set.
0: Ooh, they, this, this is piquing my interest as well. I think I might, I might give this a lot on uh, what is it called the same thing on Netflix as well?
1: Yeah, Steinsgate. Steins Steinsgate. Steins. And then it's, um, it's, oh, it's absolutely kind of amazing. It's got one of my favorite characters. of my favorite anime. So of course it has a favorite character. There's, um, there's this girl who runs, like, um, like a cat made cafe, and she's got pink hair. She was, like, when I first started dressing, her, she was the, the person. Going. <laughs> yeah, she was, like, basically who I based, like, my initial kind of very toned-down, realistic look off. Because um, she was very, um, like, high-energy, kind of very out there with, like, the stuff that she wore. She was kind of princessy, which is kind of yes. what I have mm-hmm. evolved into. So, with Ste- Stein's Gate, it's like absolutely amazing. So I'm, um, I've just, so I've, I've read it before, but I'm reading it again just because I love it so much. I've just finished reading the, um, the first volume. The manga, there's only three, so it's not too, it's not like, a, oh, you need to buy twenty to finish the thing. It's like there's three, mm-hmm. um, but the anime is is absolutely phenomenal. It's like it's, you will laugh, you'll cry. It's, oh, it's just Ooh. brilliant.
0: Oh, fabulous! So, is is manga when it's like a book, like uh like a comicy kind of thing, then anime is if it's animated?
1: Yeah, so like manga is yeah, it's essentially just like a Japanese comic. I, I hope oh, there okay, aren't people yeah. who will crucify me if they see if they hear me say this, but it's basically just a Japanese comic. Um, an anime, it's just like a cart, it's just a cartoon, basically a Japanese yeah, okay. anime. I, I
0: always wondered if there was a like if there was a difference, but I guess so. That's the that's the different classification. <laughs> Um, so would you say that that's definitely made a big impact on your look then today? Because, um, I, again, I keep saying, like, uh, for those who don't know or whatnot, but I'm sure you will have all seen what Lexi looks like. And if you haven't, I, I highly urge you to go and have a look at her social media because she's got a fabulous following and she's got gorgeous pictures up on there um, <laughs> of of these beautiful different looks. And do you want to explain a little bit more about your um, your look?
1: So my general aesthetic is now that what it's a barbie now basically or it's something like that um which is which i like and it's really interesting because there's not many people in the community who have my kind of aesthetic which is interesting really because i thought a lot of other people want to kind of have this um kind of like pink princess but but, um it's great I, i i love it i love um dressing very pink very out there uh it's i've growing up I was always low-key attracted to the colour pink and, like, kind of fl- and fluffy coats as well. Pink, kind of really yeah. puffy and fluffy coats out there. Um, but, obviously, I didn't quite understand things when I was younger, and I was like, no, that's weird, it's wrong, it's wrong. But when I kinda got to the age when I started, like, dressing, and I was like, ah, this is... I can kind of wear this, and I look good. Um, so... And
0: what age were you when you started dressing?
1: Ooh, I started so. To- I probably started dressing as in, like, I started... The first time I dressed was in Halloween of 2017 for a Halloween party, as all a lot of cross-dressers did. That's how it all... Yeah. A humble beginning. Like, from that day, it was like, I can do both. I can, like... So, oh, this this sounds really vain, but, like, this is going off the fact that I hated myself for, like, 20 years. So, it's like... So, I feel like justified. So, it's like, I can be attractive as a guy and also as a girl.
0: Yeah.
1: I mean, looking back, I don't think the look was that good. But, you know what I mean? In, in the moment, it's like... Cause I've evolved since then, naturally, because I've practiced and I've... Um, got a tiny bit of a better fashion sense because I, I dress very out there. Something really funny. So, like, I saw my dad and my stepmom recently, and they were like, they they basically said they basically said I dressed like a slut, which is so funny. <laughs> they didn't say that, but they alluded to that.
0: What did they say? They were
1: like, you dress very sexually, and you know you do, don't you? It's, it's intentional. You dress like that on purpose. And I'm mm. like, yeah. Um, I, <laughs> I dress like a bit of a thought. And they were yeah. like, what thought? <laughs> And I was like, oh dear, what have I just done? Yeah. So I then <laughs> had to like, a a, of worms yeah, there. I then had to kind of, I gave like a very loose explanation. And they were like, oh, okay, that doesn't mean they understood it. They just sort of nodded and went, oh, yes. okay. I was like, your
0: tagline, I know. Is it your tagline on Twitter or Instagram? Uh, thought with a cock. That's my Twitter, yeah. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I think that was the first ever thing I saw or read of you. And I thought, oh, okay, I like her.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what a first impression. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um it's interesting isn't it because i think a lot of people when they start dressing they, they start dressing but in a very sexualized way even if it isn't necessarily like i think it's very common knowledge but also a bit of a stereotype that people get into cross-dressing for sexual reasons um and it does happen for some people but uh, but i i don't think that's the case for the majority of the, of, of the girls i know for the majority absolutely um, no i agree yeah but um but it's still they still sort of want to dress in a hypersexualized fashion. do you think would you agree with that? So yeah,
1: I'd say it it's a different kind of levels, yeah. Um, it's I agree with what you said that like it's a large chunk of the community um, don't get anything sexual out of it. It's just uh, it's a thing a form of expression or it's something that correlates with their gender. It's something mm-hmm. you know, a lot more um, wholesome. It's kind of how I describe it, the motivations. The reason I can like enjoy kind of dressing, is because it's a source of power for me. Yeah. Um, again, I, this is just everything is going back to kind of me being bullied. But it's like just because it's like I think it makes perfect sense though. The the guys who the guy and girls who kind of like really kind of gave me shit and they bullied me and they kind of called me names and everything. It's like I sexualized myself because like I am um, everything both of them wanted to be. Like oh the gosh, both I, be-
0: <laughs> Yeah, I totally get you. I'm so
1: there with you on that. It's like, so I get, I get to stand on this podium and I'm like, I am everything that like you kind of wanted to be sort of like, mm-hmm. I, I have, you know, um, best of both worlds quite literally. So that's kind of why I hypersexualize myself. It's like, look, I can get all of these people to, um, to basically bow down. And that sounds really on my own ass. But it's like, so it's like everything I do, my motivation is heavily because I was bullied. I want to kind of make the people who um, bullied me realize how sad their lives are compared to mine now, you know, it's like the underdog has kind of come back home to, um, yeah. rule the roost. So,
0: yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, I, no, I, I agree with what you're saying, and I, I feel I feel very similar myself. Um, there's such a, I, um, I did a photo shoot uh, on, fri- on Friday of this week, and it's Sunday now, and uh, I was actually being photographed by someone else. And Ooh. at the very end of the day, um, I put this uh, this wig on that I had never worn before, and I had I literally just had a body on, so like, and, and then a pair of heels, and I looked at me and went, Oh my god, I look like Linda Evangelista. <laughs> and I thought and I just felt I've never felt so powerful I wanted to stomp around and I felt I I was like I feel like I finally got to a point where I'm really happy with how I look yeah and and I felt incredibly powerful and um because I was like this is everything it's sort of your sort of I think you explained it perfectly a minute ago um but I'm basically saying I agree with you and I had that moment and that feeling recently
1: it's yeah, it's it's definitely like a big motivation for me, um, and I think there's like a lot of other people in the community who kind of who share that. Um, jump not necessarily just because they were bored for of, for of a similar kind of reason. It's power. It's like yeah. a power thing. It's just um, I I I can't really put it into words better than it's just great knowing that you can like have like be able to do both forms really kind of well. Yeah. Have this kind of like so it's like I dressing up and like being like see has. So this is something which kind of hasn't been... We sadly didn't make the cut for the um, the, the doc. Is it okay for me to mention it now, by the way? Yeah, yeah, yeah you
0: mentioned it, it's fine.
1: So this is something that didn't quite make the cut for the documentary. This one line which is kept in, which is being Lexi has really helped me um, feel stronger in my masculinity. But, like, I elaborated on it. So it was, like, generally kind of being Lexi because I could kind of do these really out-there Barbie, pink princess borderline slutty and thought looks um because i can be like hyper sexually feminine it kind of also could have made me go oh I can, okay i can probably kind of do this do it it. not sexually but i can also kind of make myself hyper kind of like masculine and everything
0: mm-hmm.
1: um and i just sort of started to feel stronger in my own masculinity and i kind of like how i look when i leave the house just as my regular self um, like, and i love i love my aesthetic even as my regular self so it's like the way i always describe it is so it's like Uh, My regular aesthetic, as a guy, is that of like a a TV, like a TV villain, like Negan or something like that. So it's like I love that so much, and I have like um. So it's like it's it's mad. So like (laughs) I'm getting more concerned the longer like time goes on. I'm just. Turning more and more into a villain, and like, oh, everyone loves a good old-fashioned villain, a cross-dressing one as well. That just sounds delicious. Villain. That just sounds delicious, doesn't
0: it? <laughs> I, I'm imagining you with this, like, this big long, like, leather cape on, and then you like slowly open it, and then there's like these, like, sexy suspenders underneath, there, <laughs> and like shimmering pink and fluff and everything. <laughs> oh my god we could make that into like a film or something the the, the cross-dressing villain actually no the, the villainizing cross-dressers is probably not the, the right uh, route to go down
1: no that's that's very true yeah that's very true because you know the is like i just got yeah. very excited then i know it sounds like a cool concept though, absolutely if the media wasn't and if people weren't as frustrating as they were absolutely it would be an amazing film
0: yeah. Well. Yeah. But it's not the fact that he's a crossdresser that that makes him a villain. He's a villain for other reasons. He just happens to be a crossdresser. Yeah.
1: He, yeah. So, like, if anyway, I was... sorry, keep going. <laughs> <laughs> if I was a TV show villain as well, I think I'd like have one of the back... See, You know, when there are like those TV show villains which are oh, they're evil because they're evil. Oh, I wouldn't be one of them. I'd be the type of um, villain who like you'd n- gradually know the backstory and you'd be like, I kind of sympathize with. Yes. Lexi, like to be I honest. Knows. Yeah. So I, I kind of, <laughs> I kind of surprised with Lexi and it's like, uh, oh. um, and people would look, he kind of be rooting, um, for me kind of at the end of it, you know, when you can like see the, yeah, the villain's uh, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. um, but that's what, so that's what my, um, my aesthetic is as a guy, it's like TV my villain. Old and old old like, I, I, yeah, yeah. My, my, my boy mode. I, and I swipe. So this is like really like a dumb, but it's like, I've noticed how much more confident I am as a guy because the way i walk is changed, has changed. Mm-hmm. So it's like I have a bit more of a, a, a confident, confident swagger about me, I kind of guess. Oh, yeah. As if like as if I've just like told the heroes of. The show something, and like I'm gonna go off and do something mischievous now. So I just like, I just, I just, like walk off, so like, yeah, I'm, I'm confident in myself. It's something that so other do people do as well. Are you
0: taking, you're always taking the power from Lexi into your everyday life then?
1: Yeah, so it's like, and I'm kind of making it kind of my own, I'm making it even more kind of my own, like tailing. Obviously, I'm not like what, so like I'm not walking hyper feminine as a when in boy mode, but it's like I'm kind of the confidence I get from like, yeah, that, yeah, um, that right, core yeah. energy.
0: I, I love that. I think that's so beautiful. It's it is. It's a wonderful, empowering thing, and I've become so much more... Not to make everything about me again, but I'm going to. Um, I've become so much more confident in myself, in my gender, in my sort of masculinity, through exploring my femininity, and I, I feel so much more beautiful now. Yeah. Which feels weird, and it feels like you know, you shouldn't say things like that about yourself, but I think it's really important to say that about yourself, be able to look in the mirror and go, ah, oh, I'm beautiful because I know that I don't necessarily love how I look in my boy mode, but I know that at the snap of her fingers, um, maybe three, it's not necessarily a snap, but three, four hours later. Yeah. I've got to say. Um, you know, I, I can sort of like, I can look how I want to look and I can walk down a street and blend in, but I can also walk down a street and have everybody look at me. Yes,
1: um, Absolutely.
0: Yeah. And I, th- I think everybody needs to have that power and everybody needs to have that experience. It's kind of why I wanted to start Wow Man, really, because um, I saw so many people who were having, you know, experiences like that. But I wanted to be able to push it for them and be able to show them this is how beautiful you are and be able to match how someone wants to look to how they actually now look. Yeah. And um, because I'd been able to do that for myself. And I think, well, hey, why not spread the love and, and be able to like dial it up for people, and um, bring out those glamazons. You've done an amazing job so far, haven't you? So oh, thank you.
1: You have done a phenomenal, phenomenal job. Well, I appreciate that very much. Thank you. So, I tell, I tell them, I tell them it's on. That one, it's like want to share the love, and that's like the best way to be, though. It's like you kind of it's a kind of like, there's generally. Okay, so I am quite a negative person. So I am the furthest thing from my perfect, because like, I whine and I bitch about stupid things as well. But we all do, inevitably. But there oh, is, gotcha. it's generally, it's, it's, in certain things, it's kind of better to, kind of, to, to, like, share the love and kind of make um, thing, make things and make feel, people feel um, more more accepted. It's, mm-hmm. it's weird. There's been a couple of people who I've kind of introduced into this community who've kind of become, like, a staple um mm-hmm. i so i know people listening will know who this is but just for reference it's brina oh yeah of course so like i introduced Brina into the community and she's just sort of blossomed and bless her she's become such a positive voice in the community Yeah, she like, has she knows everyone and she talks to everyone and i'm like wow, yeah. girl how do you have the energy <laughs> it's like it's wonderful but good <laughs> you God, you think she'd be
0: tired from her, her day job at curry's <laughs> so um that's it. Has she told you about that, by the way? Like, you're winding her up that she works at Curry's. what to no. know? Why? Why? <laughs> I just thought I better explain what I'm talking like, about. <laughs> so, I don't actually know where she works as a day job. And then I said to her jokingly one day, because she said she was busy over Black Friday, I said, oh, because it's, oh, you obviously work at Curry's then and um it's now becoming i don't think she finds it funny but i find it funny so i just keep like hammering the fact that she works either curries or matlin's as long as you find it funny so that's why exactly. I, I do things as long as
1: i am amused it's okay
0: <laughs> so. i find i find the really stupid things very amusing and well, then, like I'm, that. Yeah. yeah okay anyway moving on <laughs> I forgot what we were even talking about now my mind's on curry <laughs> always cutting prices yes what were we talking about? <laughs> what were we, Jesus? <laughs> Should we move on to another question? I feel like we keep getting sidetracked. Yeah, we, hey, we do. Yeah. Life. I, my life is one big sidetrack. <laughs> I, I, I want to answer the next question uh, because I quite like this one. Um, what three items, and this is going to be the last question, uh, what three items would you take with you on a deserted island? Um, I think mine would be my phone. Actually, I'll tell you what, let's leave the phone out of this because I think a lot of people would take the phone. Okay. Okay, no, I don't know what to
1: say. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's taking the wind out of his tails. Um,
0: can you think of what three items you'd like to take on a, des- on a deserted island? So I, Doctor Pepper,
1: <laughs> <laughs> a lifetime supply. Legitimately, yeah, a lifetime supply um, of of Doctor Pepper um, is is wide.
0: What I take? Oh God! Okay. In, in terms of food, in terms of food, I would probably take. Um, um sachets of miso soup because it's all i eat i literally live off like i'll have like miso soup with like noodles and and, like stir fry and stuff like that but if this if this deserted island has um a wok and and a frying and a frying pan and everything then uh, then that would be great so i'll maybe take some noodles with me but it's a five star desert island (laughs) i I could just i I could just drink miso soup so much of it i love the stuff so much so i would take miso soup with me um, this is difficult this god yeah um, it's difficult this is probably could require some preparation okay no we can do this okay come on um,
1: <laughs> we'll, do it live. we'll do it live i
0: would probably take um if i'm allowed a playstation with me i'd love to have my playstation and i'm obviously i'm including a television in that um because um i could spend many 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 hours and also i never have time to to play any games so whenever i have free time great and I can play those games but um if I'm on a deserted island I obviously I've got nothing to do so I would probably do that and also I've thought of my third thing um I've started to draw a bit again um I can't draw and I'm trying to teach myself so I, I find it really relaxing and really enjoyable so I'd probably take um a notepad and pencils which is probably like 10 items <laughs> if you're if you're including if you are like specific for... soup yes. and some sort of <laughs> pan that I can cook it in and now a playstation with a controller and a tv and some games and <laughs> but so, they're like they're three three uh, um, developed upon items. Um, so I I'd probably
1: go so light times white pepper. Lots of this is really I, I just make myself sound so unhealthy. Here. Um, like a metric boatload of um, <laughs> McDonald's breakfast sausage McMuffins. <laughs>
0: okay,
1: with, with cheese because I oh, I love that, I love them so much.
0: I really really don't like the cheese that you get in those McDonald's breakfasts.
1: Uh, it gets stuck in your teeth. Does it really are oh, so I can see for I eat them kind of really so it's like I only recently discovered what they tasted like like a couple of months ago. Why? And then because um, you've
0: only just started eating them recently. Yeah,
1: and then I was like, these are these are absolutely like amazing. So it's like I I recently got my sleeping pan. Um well it's it's more balanced now, but like I it was really bad and then I c- corrected it, but it was got to a point when I was waking up on my own at 7 a.m. every morning and I was like, I'm gonna get a McDonald's. So then, like, I, that was like a cute little routine I had.
0: Maybe 7am is a lion for me. I, I'm shaking my yeah. leg. I've just noticed I'm yeah. <laughs> shaking my leg.
1: Um, and I'd probably go with, just in a similar way with you, although, because I'm on the, um, the other side of this eternal civil uh, war, I'd bring an Xbox just because. Ah, uh, yes. It's- <laughs> You're one of them. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Why is everyone I,
0: like that? <laughs> someone asked me the other day. Um, do, oh, do you play Xbox and PlayStation? Like, PlayStation. And then we obviously started a conversation of, like, and I'm like, what is the... Like, there isn't really, essentially. Is there a difference?
1: No, there's no... There's, it's, a, it's a very, very mild difference. And it's like, oh, well, it's like, oh, PlayStation can, like, handle this graphics. Yeah, but no game is developed well enough to really show them, though, because AAA yes, developers are just
0: crap. And also, like, like I I, lo- I see, see loads of these videos on YouTube of people, like, with these ridiculous TVs and these different things, and they're like oh yeah this game plays at this and that and realistically like when you're actually playing it i don't care if it's on 60 frames per second or 50 or 20 or whatever as long as it um, looks
1: smooth as long as the game looks smooth
0: it's it's like yeah but then i I play loads of games that were like (laughs) that came around in like the noughties so (laughs) they don't look smooth yeah no i I, I remember the classics yeah um uh, what have you been playing recently Recently, I have been playing a
1: um, a lot of Borderlands 3, my friend. Um, oh, okay. Matt, if if you are listening, if you end up listening to this, um, shout out to you. <laughs> We've been playing a lot of that together um, in like a co-op mode. Uh, it's oh, okay. Because
0: yeah, it's, it, it's all um, online.
1: So no, so you can play it on your own. You can play it solo, but you can have up to three of a friend join you. So it's like a four-man thing if you want to do that. Um, so it's very, um, it's a lot of fun. It's funny, the dialogue. The
0: I appreciate it's, that in the game. Oops. Yeah,
1: it's um, it's it's funnily written. The story isn't as compelling as the second game. Okay. Um, but I think just the second game had like a phenomenal villain in it, and I think that's sort of why you just can't really compare.
0: So, is it like a? It follows a story, like it's a campaign, but you play you can play it multiplayer, or is there like a multiplayer option? Because I don't really understand multiplayer games, like online things. I don't like them.
1: So it's a it's a story based game, story driven game where you can have you can play with your friends or with random people if you kind of want so it's like it's not a pvp it's a pve i beg your pardon so <laughs> pvp <laughs> is okay. play versus player um pve is player versus oh god it's player versus computer basically so you're not versing other kind of people so okay. it's, like, it's a story based oh, a game
0: i was put off i thought it was just all like uh okay i i say i want to play it now i didn't know that it's yeah no it's, it's it looks really cool i love the aesthetic of it and everything that i've heard about it's great but i want to i saw someone say oh yeah it's all multiplayer it's all online I'm like Ugh, no i don't want to play that. no
1: it's not and the thing is so the borderlands 3 is great because they've introduced difficulty options um well a difficult is and you can step down easy. it's yeah so it's like before it was it was quite challenging when it was like between missions you had to oh, do a okay. lot of grinding but now yeah. you can play an easy mode or basically I don't love grinding you can <laughs> 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 you can um just like progress um the story just by constantly playing the main mission instead of having to dick about um doing fetch quests for people. But Borderlands Free is a lot of fun. I've been mean, playing that. Um Overwatch and Crash Team Racing. What's that? Um I've been playing so Borderlands Free, um Overwatch and Crash Team Racing.
0: Oh okay. Sorry. The way you said it, I thought you said Overwatch Crash Team Racing. <laughs> oh I'm not heard of that. <laughs> a brilliant merger. <laughs> yeah. And um, what are they about?
1: Um, Overwatch is a PvP um, game, and <laughs> it's honestly dreadful, but it's addicting. I don't know how to describe it. <laughs> it's like a heavily, heavily unbalanced game, but you just get such a such satisfaction out of like using an ultimate and kind of getting multiple m- multiple kills. Oh uh, fun! That and um, so it's like it's one of those kind of games you've got to like push like a you've got to push like a truck all the way to the other end, and the other team's got to stop you, and it's that kind of thing. Okay. Um, that sounds really shit it's got it's, <laughs> it's very it, it is to be honest it's just oddly addicting I don't know how to describe it I don't know why I play it just every time I play it I get angry but <laughs> it was a good, so I really don't know why I play it um, that and I've played um, Crash Team Racing Nitro Fuels which was um, a remaster of the 1999 um, game that came out on Playstation 1 I think it was 1999 um, I've always loved Crash Bandicoot as a series um, oh okay oh yeah yeah and uh, it's like a racing game and it's just and there's an online mode now you can like race against other people against the world And it's kind of really great. They introduced awesome. in the first game there was um, Whenever you got given a trophy there would be like a trophy girl like, next to the podium and like she's spinning an umbrella um, in this game they're playable and there's um, oh, amazing. There's a choice
0: so you're playing them.
1: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I basically exclusively so I have like a blue tracksuit which looks like one of the trophy girls' tracksuits. Um, so I always play as her just because I'm like, oh, I kind of look like her, kind of. So
0: That's fabulous. <laughs> I've just finished, I say just like two months ago. Um, uh, have you heard of Outer Worlds? I have heard of that, yeah. Oh, it's the best game I've played in ages. I highly, highly recommend. Um, I'm a huge fan of the Fallout games. And I'm um, and just obsessed. And um, so, obviously, I was one of the people that was very disappointed with 76, even though I still played it. I still persevered with it, but wasn't that th- thrilled. So when Outer Worlds came out, I had so much hope and desire that it was going to be what we wanted. And I kind of feel like it was. Um, it's, the, the the gameplay wasn't anything groundbreaking, and the kind of the actual makeup of the game, but the storyline is amazing. And, I, and I've and i also heard and read a lot of other people saying this as well, but it's the first time played, I, I had played a game where I'd made so many saves so many times bec- before having conversations with people.
1: Ooh, because okay.
0: every conversation you have, it it really feels like cause you you know, these days most games like if you have a conversation or if you say one thing or the other it'll dictate and it'll change the course and the, the path of, of how it how it goes a little bit. Yeah. But it feels so real and it feels so like grounded in actual not grounded in reality, but like it's actually gonna have a real heavy impact on how the game plays out. There's so many points I thought if I say this, the game is gonna end now. Or if I do this, this'll happen. So I'm like, oh god, I have to go back and save. I to have to save again, and it was cool to see that loads of other people were saying the same thing. And um, I think I, I finished it relatively quickly. It took me about two weeks, which is a lot quicker than I'd ever played any other game before. God, um, I've heard good things about it. Um, it's made yeah, by, I, oh, it's fabulous. Love it's, it, love it, love it, love
1: it. It's made by the people who made Fallout New Vegas, which is arguably is. the um, the it best Fallout. My yeah. yeah, New Vegas is. Oh, I what I would give for a New Vegas remaster. Oh, yeah, one of my best games ever.
0: yeah well it feels like it feels like fallout in space um and i was really put off at first because everyone was saying oh it's not open world but it doesn't like the you don't have like i didn't feel like i had a sense of wanting it to be an open world you know because the the lands that you sort of land in or were all big enough and it feels immersive enough and and if anything it was actually really nice not to have to spend like half an hour like walking from one place to the other
1: yeah, that's one of the yeah, I get that. That's one of the more annoying parts of the fallout thing. Yeah. So that's that's great though. I that's yeah. so that it's on Game Pass, which is like a so every... like you're not on Xbox, so it's like for I mean I've I've got like a 3 month free trial, so I don't have to pay for it. but you can pay like a thing like 10 pounds a month and you get access to like a catalog of 250 games that gets added to re- regularly.
0: And oh, that's okay. on, Oh, yeah, PlayStation has something similar.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah they do. So um yeah. and that's on there so i might have to download that yeah, and give that, give that i'd really go. recommend that it. especially because i love falling in vegas so definitely hmm. have, have to do that so
0: that section of getting to know you took a lot longer than i anticipated It it? did, didn't did. <laughs> <laughs> so that section of uh, getting to know you is actually the entire podcast um but um just before we do finish off obviously um some of you will have hopefully seen if not you um i highly recommend that you go and have a watch of our little mini documentary um that's up on YouTube and the link to that will be in this podcast um and I just wanted to chat about it a little bit um before we go because it was the first and I, actually the first and only time that Lexi and I have ever met and it was so it was weird meeting someone for the first time in a on camera or being, on camera yeah, yeah, yeah it's filmed. like no pressure <laughs> yeah I know it, it, it's a funny situation and especially as like And like your reaction the first time you meet is being filmed and I'm stood in the, I had stood in the hallway for like 20 minutes it felt like and I was being filmed the entire time standing in the hallway. And they've, (laughs) they've funny because they've edited it like there's a bit of me pacing around in the hallway and that was actually when I was waiting for you to come in to the flat. Not really. (laughs) Yeah. And they've sort of, like, flipped it around a little bit as if I was waiting for you to get changed. But um, how did you you enjoy the experience? Did you think it was fun? I I absolutely... The the,
1: I mean, it was terrifying at the same time. It was, like...
0: You did it so well. You felt, like, such a natural, like, you'd done this a million times. It
1: was, so, like, the only, like... I have... Because I used to, like, have a YouTube of my own, so I'm I'm used to... And I never wrote scripts. I just sort of, like, wing it and go on the fly. So I can kind of talk without, like, any real preparation it was still scary though so it's like yeah. cal took me up to the top of just outside your flat and like because yeah. um the train station i came from was really busy and just manchester just in general is really quite busy um i was like a little bit anxious so like and the, like, the stairs killed me walking up with the big heavy bag i had so i was like just give me i'll, I'll go in in a minute just let me catch my breath <laughs> so i'd like five minutes to myself and then i kind of came in and then i was like oh hello and then um it was it was genuinely an amazing experience um, I will say so I'm quite jealous of the girls who like get to like do the full like have the, the full day and you said to me on the day that uh, I, so I'm jealous that I'm jealous of the other girls who uh, just come to see you regularly because uh, they got like the full day experience whereas I got the um, I mean it was amazing the, the experience I got was absolutely phenomenal and the novelty but of it, being recorded yeah it was but very rushed, rushed
0: wasn't it And, and I, th- I I, mean I think we, we once you'd had your makeup done which obviously I can't really necessarily do any quicker if anything I'll probably spend a little bit longer doing it um it was like 20 minutes half an hour whereas usually the actual sort of photographic side and dressing and everything takes i mean takes a whole day but it's like i've said to you that we'll we'll do it someday um and we'll have we'll have a proper have a proper, proper sesh
1: absolutely um, i
0: look forward to that no good because it'll be it'll be a good fun catch-up but um but yeah like there's i i feel like the whole actual episode had a bit of an element of like oh this is very quick and very rushed um compared to what everything's usually like it's usually right come on sit down here I need another coffee and then like great can I ha- I'm gonna have another coffee then, do you want a coffee yeah because I need another one and, more, um, more coffee yeah literally the coffee um, I'll slow. make sure to have Dr Pepper when you come round. Oh, oh that does entice <laughs> exactly like, sold by the Dr Pepper there we go any dietary requirements Dr Pepper, Dr. Pepper. Yeah, just to be grand <laughs> um, I'm really craving Dr Pepper now I, I have that effect
1: on people legitimately it's really <laughs> Oh, it's you know, a problem what's the worst that could happen uh, hey, very true
0: yeah that should be your tagline what's the worst that could happen yeah <laughs> to, to be honest
1: <laughs> with the lot of ballsy things that I've done over the past couple of years yeah, just, what's the worst that could happen just, just go for it go for it do it the experience overall was um, was it was it was like so much fun. Felt a bit like worried at times. Like there was a there was certain times during filming when you were doing the makeup that I realised how often I was saying um, and then I couldn't stop myself saying it, and I was like "stop, yeah. stop, 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 stop."
0: That's the glory of uh of the media world, though, isn't it? You can edit those bits out. That's true. It, it, it's more when it's like I could never. Not that I'm ever going to go into TV or anything, but I could, I could never do live TV, anything like that. I'd be absolutely terrible at it. Oh, that would terrify me. Oh. Yeah. Um, I, it's funny because I don't think I'd be nervous doing it. It's more that I would be crap at it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not very good at saying things on, like, go. Like, but then if I... I've been quite lucky to sort of go up on stage quite a lot throughout my career, and it it doesn't make me nervous, um, because but then I guess if you're in front of people and they're just there, it's a bit different whereas when you're doing, if you're doing like live TV or something, you've got a camera, it's the camera sort of staring at you in your face, and I kind of, I just my head goes blank, and I can't remember, like when we did um, there's little snippets on the dock of uh, me sat on the bed, and we filmed for like two and a half hours, something like that, and um, I just couldn't remember anything and I had all these things that I wanted to say. And I think it's probably why as well, because I wanted to talk about this, I wanted to talk about that, and I just couldn't remember anything.
1: Uh, I, I get, yeah, no, I, I understand that. There's like lots of things, like I, I came in on the day wanting to say, and I only remember yeah. like a couple of them. That like I tried yeah. to hammer on certain points, and I was like, oh God, where's it gone? What, what do I
0: want to yeah. say now? Well, I'll open up the foyer to you here. The foyer is definitely the wrong word. The fo- <laughs> I'll open up my, this platform for you today. If there's anything that you'd like to say now, anything that you want to get in, uh, before we close up the podcast,
1: um,
0: pressure.
1: <laughs> oh God, like pressure. So something that I said in the documentary, which um, wasn't really elaborated on, kind of too well. It's, so it's like life, in my opinion, is like a bit of a game, uh, and no one loses at life like forever. There are a lot of people who are struggling with um, mental health in general. They're struggling with gender. They're struggling with various kind of things, and like it's. Like, your life may be agonizing now. Your, your year may have been agonizing, but, like, in five years' time, you'll look back and, like, as if this year was almost kind of like nothing. The negatives, that you know what I mean? So you've got to keep pushing forward. Oh, yeah. You've got to keep pushing for what you believe in and kind of what you enjoy, and you've got to kind of keep um, doing what you want to do and kind of what makes you happy. There will inevitably be people who are shit with you, who try to kind of bring you down. But the thing is, the thing that I have learned is that the people who make shitty comments to you, say if you go out dressed in the street or something like that, those people are typically incredibly unfulfilled. So
0: mm-hmm. a way... It's a reflection of them though, isn't it? Well, yeah. You.
1: They are incredibly insecure. And that's so... Like all of like the people who used to bully me are riddled with mental health issues, insecure, insecurities. They're not going anywhere. They're trapped in that small little shitty town in West Yorkshire where I grew up. They don't... None of them have ever had a girlfriend. None of them have any so they've gone to like Zanti once all they have going for them is once a week they'll get drunk with the lads in in like yeah. that town and that's nothing that's not kind of real so you it's okay to be different it's okay to aspire to be different it's like i was <laughs> something like i saw a video recently by um a guy who he dressed really extremely goth he looks amazing but but like a, a quote that i remember from his videos is, is so if you get insulted by some chavs or some people who you generally
0: don't like, because always chavs, those kind of that, that calibre mm-hmm. of people who kind of try making other people miserable, it's like those it's people stuck in an underdeveloped sort of situations and areas, and they don't really have that much go- going for them. So just, I think it's, it's it comes from jealousy, doesn't it?
1: Mm, absolutely, they can't handle anything that's kind of like different, and they'll kind of unlock you. But something that I love from his video is something that he said, and this is like now part of my philosophy as well. It's like those shit-eating chavs will die with nothing. And I will have everything. <laughs> and it's like a good little kind of thing to, to like, to push kind of forward. It's like, that's what, and that's not me saying I'm like better. So that, this isn't like me saying I'm kind of like better than the people, but I like myself. And because I like myself, therefore I think I give off a bit of a glow naturally. You know what I mean? I kind of, people can kind of see that I like myself. Um, I think it's
0: so important to like yourself. Yes. Oh my God. And it's, and it's very, do you know what though, babe? It's so difficult for so many people to do. It is sadly
1: in, in this, like in the rise of social media as well. And you kind of see so many people who have like, cause like it's more people don't like themselves because of how they physically look more than the personality and stuff like that. Isn't it? Um, mm-hmm. with the rise of social media and everything with like, uh, models and YouTubers kind of being all that, but it's like, it's okay. Like be, it's okay to, like, to do you, to do things differently. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. I wish there was more self acceptance in the world. That's something I, I know it sounds, I was like ranting about like fake like positivity, but I genuinely kind of mean it. there are so many amazing people out there. Who are riddled with self-doubts when they don't deserve to be? They should just, they should just like be happy and they should like embrace who they are.
0: Yeah, I totally agree with you. I think um, so. I'm a one of, I guess my probably, sort of anti, not anti-hero, but one of my biggest heroes who probably shouldn't be a hero, is uh, the drag queen Katya, Katerina Petrovna Zmolochkova. Um, she is just if you've watched RuPaul's Drag Race you'll probably know who I'm talking about she's incredible and she's an absolute kook and a nutter and a mad person and she has had a f- shitty tough life and uh, has struggled greatly with uh, depression mental health problems and addiction um, and I just <sighs> I, I just think she resonates so true with me so many different things that she's saying, but also because she's a mad person, but there's a snippet. She does an online YouTube series called, uh, ah! um, <laughs> and there's a bit in it and she's holding so many little snippets that, are, which probably are just her part of her little psychotic break and her going absolutely loopy, but so many people kind of, it, it resonates with them and she's got this mask over her, over her face. And she says, I love myself, I love myself, I love myself. And she like laughs and... uh,
1: I love myself. I love (sighs) myself. I love myself. (laughs) I love myself. (laughs) Okay.
0: And whenever I'm feeling really down and shitty, I say that in my head and I imagine her doing that. (laughs) Because because I do, I think, do you know what? I love myself. And there's so many times when I don't love myself, but I go and I I think of Katya being a a dick and being stupid and funny and, and saying that. And I think, oh God, I do. I love myself, I love myself, I love myself. And then it kind of helps me to remind me that I love myself. And
1: that's okay and it's acceptable. A lot of people think if you love yourself, you must be vain. And it's like, no, no. It's like, you can love yourself just so, like, you can just love yourself and that's like perfectly okay. You can like acknowledge that you are like a nice person, that you can acknowledge that you are attractive. You can acknowledge that you have talents and you know know what I mean? People should love themselves. That's wonderful though. That's like... Um, an amazing kind of like little um, thing that you do. I don't really kind of have necessarily like a kind of slumbery kind of version of that, but something that I do whenever I'm particularly feeling. So again, it, my entire psychology these days all goes back to me being bullied. <laughs> and it's like why I do the things I do. So it's yeah, like, well,
0: I mean, it's having that really traumatizing experience and, and but, but growing from it, I think it's just the most wonderful thing.
1: It's like, so yeah. whenever I like get kind of really down, I think to myself. um so it's, so it's, a bit of a, I call, well, the it's called revenge reality. So it's like where you kind of, you're a little bit cynical in your own mind and you like think where you are compared to the people who've like hurt you or the people who are kind of being shit with you. And it's like, so it's like, I, um, I'm fulfilled as a person. I like myself. I find myself attractive as a guy and as a girl, which is like a phenomenal kind of thing. I'm at university, um, a mature age and I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying the social experience. Um, I have the one thing that so many people wanted when I was younger, which was social relevancy, mild social relevancy, I kind of guess. I have a documentary about me. I have a group of amazing friends online and in person. Um, okay. I'm not in a relationship anymore, but it's sort of like, I, I, I can talk to kind of people. Um, it's like, where like a lot of people who mock me, they have a real hard time talking to girls cause they don't really have any substance to their personality, mm-hmm. but because I know who I am, I can talk to people freely and have get conversations kind of flowing. Um, not just on two on my own. I feel that's just sort of because I, I kind of I'm confident in myself and I know that's generally attractive. So um, and then I kind of think about them and like how sad their little lives are in comparison. Um, and I feel more
0: unfortunate souls.
1: And like I feel yeah, I just feel better about myself. It's like there's this um, there's this like one person I was kind of think of um, who he always. Obviously, I'm not going to name him because that would really bad. But like he I can bleep it out he's not gonna watch it so it's not gonna listen to this sorry so it's it's fine um he was always he would do anything for lad points so like when I got really really bullied when I was younger he would always just join in just for the sake of being one of the lads um I I did the um ice bucket challenge in 2014 and I nominated my mum and the next day when I came into college he was like oh Lexi Royal nominating a mum to do I spoke a challenge just because he, he was with around trying to get lad points again. And then yeah. when he found out that I was dressing, whenever my real name gets brought up, it's like, oh, the, 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 is it this old, or it this or Jackie? It's like just the second kind of lad points and everything. The thing is, yeah. I know he's really doing not well, very well mentally. And I'm like, well, karma is a bitch like that, isn't it? Yeah. So which is sinister. I know. But I kind of feel like there's um, that's just sort of the way the universe works. You kind of get what you put into it, basically. So if you're a shit person, if you do something shitty, it will come back to bite you in a way you wouldn't expect it. However, if you um, you know, if you're genuinely nice or if you kinda of give off more positive vibes, um, positivity will just always end up finding you.
0: Which is why yeah, I agree.
1: which is why you should always like continue like, with life. Life is mm. Oh, interesting like that you never really know what's right around the corner and that's exciting to me more than scary oh,
0: totally exciting
1: i'm, I'm loving life for the moment and it's great um because i feel really fortunate because like i'm 22 and there's like so many 22 year olds who don't really know where they're going they don't kind of know mm-hmm. what their future is they haven't really accepted themselves but i'm, I'm loving it i'm like swaggering about as a guy <laughs> um by day and then i get to like walk, go i was like a pink um pink princess at night it's it's like absolutely amazing
0: well, that's wonderful, and um, I, I think we—that's a lovely note to close up on um, here. And I just want to say a big, huge thank you for coming on the podcast today. Thank you so much for having and me. Having oh, it's no, honestly—it's a pleasure. It's been great to chat to you, and I really mean it. That we'll definitely—we'll hook up again sometime, and um, and get you get you glammed again. Ooh, I love And farted. Share the pictures with the world for everyone to <laughs> ogle over. Um, so yeah, thank you very much, darling. And it's been a pleasure.
1: Thank you so much.